Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live as always from lovely north of Austin and here in Texas. So we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, and we're going to be talking about uh, the Napoleon Hill 17 Laws of Success. This is a very uh, popular topic. Uh, this is one of those topics that always leads all of you guys to want to do more research on Napoleon Hill. If you've never read his book before, Think and Grow Rich, I don't think there's a, a single business person uh, that does not have Think and Grow Rich as one of their most important, uh, most influential personal development books. So if you've not, uh, if you don't have a copy of that, don't worry about it. We'll give you a copy of that. All you've got to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and we're going to give you Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. And Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate is Napoleon Hill's original book, and then what we did is we added a lot of real estate information to make it more relevant. Um, and, I, and as Julie points out, a lot of the parlance that he uses in the book is very 1920s, and so what we did is did our best to update it with our more modern you know, real estate stuff so you guys can listen to what he's saying and then see a practical applicable, uh, application of what his point was. And uh, the feedback on the book for years has been wonderful. I think we've had that book out for like 10 years. So if you guys don't have that book, you don't have to buy it on Amazon. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do so, you're also going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So, Julie, welcome to today's show. Yes, thanks so very much. It's always a pleasure to share the show with you, and this is one of my favorite topics because it it is possible to translate uh, what Napoleon talks about into modern day action and it always serves you well so one of my favorite authors i think yours as well and before we get back into that i've just got a couple of facebook shout outs if you're ready for that okay go ahead go with the facebook shout outs all right perfect i thought this one was funny from andrea cooper she just posted a few minutes ago she said she had a broker's open yesterday 20 agents came through her listing she asked every one of them so how's your fourth quarter going and they all said, you know, it's quiet, no business, things are winding down for the holidays. Andrea writes, really? Not here. I've never been busier. TFW. She is, of course, part of the mastermind that has declared total war on fourth quarter. And Andrea's doing a killer job of that. So I just wanted to let all of you guys know, even though you're surrounded by agents saying we're winding down and nobody's doing anything, you make your own market. Of course there's people listing and buying and making the move right now as we speak on this podcast. So uh, let's see. We have uh, Donna, uh, Donna Gentile. She says, I just had my first prospecting experience yesterday. Two rental house listings in nice neighborhoods, printed a flyer, went door-to-door introducing myself. She says, the introvert in me was horrified, but it actually wasn't too bad. I'm going to do it again today. So, great example of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. Horrified, sure, but lived to tell about it. Not even posting from being in the hospital with hives from taking action. You're okay. (laughs) So, there you go. And then Anna Maria, I'm not sure how to say your last name, Kojo Karu, I think. Hello, everyone. I signed up for my second year of coaching with Tim and Julie. So excited. Wonderful system. Just needed to follow through and get things done, starting with business plan 2018, daily schedule, motivation. Looking forward to a prosperous year with gratitude from Anna Maria. So we're grateful for you as well. 
and lots of other discussions going on, but those are some of my favorites from today. Back to you. So one of the questions I've been asking all my personal clients, and yes, guys, Julie and I do coach uh, agents personally. Um, it's a very We have very limited schedules, so you know I'm, I'm not sure what our availability is going to be going into the new year, but if you're interested, just email me directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Um, but one of the questions I'm asking all my clients, and most of our personal clients are guys that are and gals that are, you know, pretty much at the top of their games, making millions of dollars per year or very near, and uh, they're very successful, and most of them have been very successful for a long, long, long time. These guys have been coaching clients for ours for usually over 10 years. And so one of the questions I ask them every year this time, um, and I'm going to ask all of you the same question, and uh, this is an interesting introspection question. I think it, it prepares us for the next few points from Napoleon Hill's 17 Laws of Success. So the question I have for you, is looking back on 2017, and yes, I know we still have another month, but looking back on 2017, what are the, say, three to five things that you're most proud of? What are the things that you accomplished in this past year that you know for sure are going to go down in your book of greatest hits? Now, see, here's the interesting thing that happens when I ask these, this question of a you know, non-coaching client. They don't know their answer. They don't have an answer. And I imagine some of you are struggling to think of what you could have as the thing that you're or things that you are most proud of for the past year. Coaching clients know, and they'll tell you. They'll say, for, you know, I got my listening presentation down. I was over to over, able to overcome easily the objections about, you know, all the holiday objections or objections about people saying they're going to list with the same agent or objections about uh, whatever. And I was paying – I paid off my house. I bought some more rental properties. I This the other thing. They have very – I lost 25 pounds. I, you know, or gained 10 pounds of muscle or, you know, you guys get the idea. So when you ask somebody who has an actual plan what they're, you know, a year in the future, what it is that they're most uh, proud of for having accomplished, they know because what they're telling you are the things they'd written down usually the year prior. That's what this time of year is all about. Now, at the same time, you guys need to stay in the lead generation mode so you have great momentum going into the new year. And yes, TFW is still going on. Those of you who are in our private mastermind, you know what we're talking about. It's still There is still time for you to be in the private mastermind, and it is free for all of you who are coaching clients or not. And all you've got to do is basically is purchase Harris Rules and ideally leave a five-star review on Amazon and then just email help at timandjulieharris.com. And when you do, you will be given access to the mastermind. So TFW stands for total effing, and I did not swear. Total effing war. Total effing war defined as having ta uh, your goal is to take 10 listings and or lose 10 pounds. Adjust accordingly. Maybe it's take 20 listings. Maybe it's to gain 10 pounds. But you get the point. Stay in action. Stay moving forward so you have great momentum going into the new year. And you don't have to find your momentum in the new year. Um, and that, by the way, is the it, is the recipe for disaster. When you wait to re-energize yourself and re-motivate yourself in the new year, there's an excellent chance you're going to have a really crappy first quarter. And if you have a crappy first quarter, you're going to have a crappy second quarter. And no, you're not going to make it up in third quarter because at, at that point, basically, the year will have already gotten past you. You guys get what I'm saying here? So your new year actually started probably about two months ago. But look, you still if you're listening to us for the first time right now, just get locked in. Obviously, request a free coaching call, and one of our new member coaches will get you into action right away as to what you should be doing the rest of the year. But don't just sit around and baste your turkey and wrap your presents and all the rest of it. I want you guys to be thinking, as Julie goes through the next few points, about what it is that you want to be most proud of a year from now when you're looking back. So what are the three to five things that you want to be absolutely clear in your mind that a year from now you want to have said, damn, I kicked that thing's ass? 
You know, what is it? What are they? You need to be thinking about that. And one of the things Napoleon Hill talks about in Think and Grow Rich is uh, the five areas of life in which to set goals, which obviously we also include in the real estate treasure map. So be thinking in terms of, you know, the family goals that you might want to have for yourself, the spiritual goals, the educational goals, the physical goals, and, of course, the financial goals, which is what we focus on with all of you guys. So when you have very – and they don't look – you don't have to have a billion goals in each category. Maybe under financial you have, like, you know, 25 goals, and under uh, spiritual you have, like, one. You know, it, it doesn't really matter. It goes to this whole, you know, concept, this sort of mythical thing called balance – you're not going to have balance in your life as long as you're trying to strive in one particular area. If you're going trying to be a an Olympic, you know, skeet shooter, I don't know, you know, and you're having to practice skeet shooting all day, every day, and all the things go along with practicing skeet shooting, which I have no idea. I just I have no idea how that even popped into my mind. But if that's your focus is trying to get really good at one thing, then chances are those other aspects, those other sort of five traditional categories of goals in your life are going to start to fall a little bit by the wayside. And that's called normal. And if you're trying to really improve yourself financially and make it so that, you know, you are paying off your debts and making it so that you're building some savings again, so that you're working towards what Chapter 17 in Harris Rules is all about, which is, you know, basically rich, becoming rich where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. You've got your clear path, your clear goal with our book, Harris Rules. You know, know how you're going to get there. You know what order in which you should be doing things. So if that's where, you know, it, but you need to be very clear that a year from now, what is it that you financially want to be looking back upon having accomplished that you're proud of? If you don't define those things for yourself, and does, again, guys, don't go crazy on these things. Keep things, you know, focus on specific goals, but be okay with not having an equal number of goals in each category. Just be very clear about that. Don't be seduced by the idea of having balance. I've yet to meet anyone successful who has balance. I don't think it happens. Matter of fact, I've yet to meet anyone who has balance. Um, you know, the more you seek balance, it seems like the more you come out of balance. At different times in your life, you're going to be focusing on different things. So just keep those things in mind because when you stop seeking balance, the odd thing that happens is you feel less stressed, which is kind of a, I don't know, a dichotomy, I guess. So a year from now, start thinking about that. It's now, you know, November, December of 2018. I don't know about you guys, but 2017 sure seemed to fly by. So it's a year from now. We're on this podcast probably talking about the same topic, and I asked you that very same question. What is it you're proud of having accomplished for the past year? Those of you guys who are members of our coaching program, I want you to consider writing your answers down on the private Facebook page and sharing with the other members, and let's get the conversation started. What is it that you want to – and don't – look, you can be – don't judge your goals or judge what you're going to be proud of by what other people write. I mean, someone might say, I want a private jet. Some guy might or gal might say, I want a new Lamborghini. Somebody else might say, I want to build a really kick-ass chicken coop. Hey, it doesn't matter. Write down the things that you want to have absolutely accomplished by the end of next year, and those will be your North Star. Those will be the things that keep you on mission, even when all the noise happens You know, that is normal part of this industry of really any business at all. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. And it is uncanny the difference between those who write it down and those who just claim that those things are important to them. I I can't remember who did the study. It's one of the long, you know, long-time guys like Napoleon did a study once that they took 100 people in one of their seminars and they had 50 people write down what their goals were specifically and the other people were just supposed to talk about it and then they checked in a year later and almost to an exact person, the ones who had written it down accomplished those goals or got real close to them. 
and the rest of them couldn't even tell you what they had talked about. Isn't that funny? It works so much better to write it down. You're committing to it when it flows out of your brain, through your hand, onto the page. And that's what wipe-off boards are for, what dream boards are for. Yep. Get serious about it or it's not going to happen. It's been proven. Well, the, so, the, dream board yeah. concept, the dream board concept is interesting, but here's really what, where the rubber meets the road. If you guys have done, um, again, if you've written down goals before, if you've done all that and you haven't succeeded, here's what was missing. It's very simple. A goal is a dream with an action plan. Again, quoting Napoleon Hill. So a goal is a dream with an action plan. If your goal did not have an action plan, you probably didn't accomplish it. And I'll give you guys a real easy example. You know, Julie and I wanted to get we – are, we are in good shape. We want to be in really good shape. And so what the action plan was is we needed to adjust our diet slightly. You know, we went more uh, – what was the word, Julie? We basically are you know, paying attention to carbs even more than we have, and we signed ourselves up, as you guys hear us complaining about every day on the podcast, Orange Theory. And so we do that every day, practically at 4.30, at, at, you know, in the morning, in the afternoon, and that really, really sucks. And Julie's finally kicking some serious ass in the class, which is great, but it took her 60 days to get there, but she didn't give up to her credit. So the moral of the story is, is we uh, sought out something external to hold us accountable to staying on track with our particular goal. In essence, we hired coaches to be our physical trainers, and it definitely has made a huge difference. And we hate it. We absolutely loathe it. I, I'm working on a new a thing, actually, which is like doing what I really, really don't want to do when I really super don't want to do it and struggling to do it at a high <laughs> level. That's what it's about for me, but still doing it. So. Well, you know the no. nice thing, and I mean, with nice, I mean quotes. The nice thing about going to Orange Theory, Julie, or any sort of organized fitness thing, is you're in a group of people, so you don't want to look like a goofball. But also, no. when you're on the treadmill, the treadmill doesn't give a rat's ass whether you're in the mood or not. No, <laughs> right? It it's no. going to go faster and faster and faster, and you yeah. either go faster or you go you flat against the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that, that's really where, where the rubber meets the road, guys. Writing down goals is great, but make sure your goals have an action plan. Uh, Harris Rules, our book, is your action plan. Um, sorry to sound pitchy on our podcast. I don't usually you know, sound pitchy on our podcast. But the, the Harris Rules book literally was written to give you guys a step-by-step -step A to Z business plan. And I'm you know, incredibly grateful, and Julie and I are both incredibly grateful that you guys re have received it as intended, and it's become the number one international bestseller that it is. If you've not picked up the book, please go over to Amazon and buy it, just Harris Rules. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, so that'd be great. So Julie, let's get on to our next, let's get at least the next few points down. I think we're on number five. So we're going to start there unless you have a differing opinion. Uh, let me look. And number I, uh, five. Let me, let me yeah. see. Let me see. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, number five. That's where we're, uh, no, no, no. Did we, did we, um, huh. I this is not the same we're... notes that we were working off the other day, is it? Are yes. not the same notes. This scan down. Are they? I'll, I'll start at number five, and then you can correct me if we need to fast forward. Okay. So Sorry. number five is challenging more for some than others what Napoleon calls the pleasing personality. He said, assemble an attractive personality. A positive mental attitude is the right mental attitude in any given situation. Courtesy is your most profitable asset, and it is absolutely free. Emotions are nothing but reflections of your mental attitude which you can organize, guide, and completely control. Your personality is your greatest asset or your greatest liability because it embraces everything you control, your mind, body, and soul. To be happy makes someone else happy. So to translate that into Harris Rules and what we're trying to get across in our podcasts and our coaching, be of service. 
don't make it all about you all the time. You're here to help as many people as you can, and your product is profit, which results from those activities. But I think Napoleon's overall thing with this is that you do have control over it. So if you've got somebody you admire and you want to be more like them, you can integrate parts of their personality into how you're operating. He says you can organize, guide, and completely control this. So if you are finding yourself only being able to work with a certain person, type of person that's exactly like you, maybe you need to expand and do what he says, assemble a more attractive, more versatile personality so that you can work with a variety of people. Agents who are most flexible and versatile are the ones that make all of the money. Anything you wanted to add to that, Tim, before we do number six? Nope, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I think you said it, said it well. You know, one of the things that uh, we do in coaching is we help people to develop a kind of a, a mental uh, a list of their role models. And um, you might have a role model for fitness. You might have a role model for just different, you know, people that are either alive or not, historical figures that are a representation of how you want to be. So you might have a role model. Maybe if you're a guy, your role model for how to look is, uh, Julie's favorite actor, Daniel Craig, um, or maybe you're like, you know, you guys get the point. So when you're when you're working on all these things and deciding what your pleasing personality will be like, you can you know choose people that you want to model yourself after, how somebody communicates, how somebody carries themselves, and then you can start as he Napoleon says, you can assemble that person. Even if you're not that person, you can become that person, or at least you can adopt the qualities that you want to have. Just because you're the way you are doesn't mean that's the way you have to have to be. There are aspects of you that are wonderful that you shouldn't change, and there are aspects of you that are repelling to uh, business. So be honest with yourself and start admiring and noticing what makes other people successful and maybe liberate not just basically how they look, but sometimes even how they speak, how they express themselves, the whole thing. Julie, next point. That's true. Next point is number six, personal initiative. Napoleon wrote, create personal initiative. It's better to act on a plan that is still weak than to delay acting at all. Tim, you always say done is better than perfect. I think that Napoleon would agree with that. It's better to act on a plan that's still weak than to delay acting at all. Procrastination is the arch enemy of personal initiative. Personal initiative, he said, is contagious. It succeeds where others fail. It creates work. It creates opportunity, it creates the future, it creates uh, advancement. And he said procrastinators are experts in creating alibis. We call that creative avoidance. Personal initiative is the inner power that starts all action. So he calls it personal initiative, but it's all about taking action. Point number seven, positive mental attitude. Oftentimes people will be quoting Napoleon and they will refer to PMA. If you ever hear that, they're talking about positive mental attitude. He says, to build that, a positive mental attitude is the single most important principle of the science of success, without which you cannot get the maximum benefit from the other 16 principles. Success attracts success, and failure attracts more failure. Your mental attitude is the only thing over which you, and only you, have a complete control. A positive mental attitude attracts opportunities for success, while a negative mental attitude repels opportunities and doesn't even take advantage of them when they do come along. A positive mind finds a way that it can be done. A negative mind looks for all the ways it can't be done. I think that's pretty clear. So develop your PMA, your positive mental attitude. And then number eight I think is important to talk about enthusiasm. 
control your enthusiasm, to be enthusiastic, act enthusiastically. Enthusiasm is to progress towards success as gasoline is to a car's engine. It is the fuel that drives things forward. Enthusiasm stimulates your subconscious mind. By feeding your conscious mind with enthusiasm, you impress upon your subconscious that your burning desire and your plan for attaining it are certain. Enthusiasm is a state of mind. It inspires action and is the most contagious of all emotions. Enthusiasm is more powerful than logic, reason, or rhetoric in getting your ideas across and in winning over others to your viewpoint. How many of you know that you took the listing when you were competing because you were the only one that has enthusiasm in the mind of the seller for their situation, for their house, for being able to sell it, for being able to take top dollar? I would contend, Tim, and I think you would agree, that enthusiasm is even more important than specific scripting and some of the other things that agents tend to get wound up about and will overcome while you're earning when you're learning, sprinkle some enthusiasm on top and you're still going to win. While you're, if you're trying to be doing this while you're learning and you don't have enthusiasm, you're going to lose almost every time. Make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, we took our first listing not because we knew what we were doing back when we were in our early 20s, because we had energy and enthusiasm. How do we know? They told us that. <laughs> they, they told us that. Uh, they said, we are listening with you guys. Rule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I remember that. I'll never forget it. They said that we listed with you guys, even though we didn't have a listing presentation. We didn't know what to say. Our CMA was terrible. The whole thing was a mess. But they listed with us because they said that they, we had great energy. These, these weren't were their words, but the essence of it was because we had great energy and enthusiasm. And that's the one thing that you guys need to learn how to basically uh, do what you, you know, the, the showing energy and enthusiasm is, is how you speak, but it's more importantly how you make somebody feel based on how you speak. And if it's in person, obviously how you carry yourself. When you can muster energy and enthusiasm, so like here's the thing. Uh, we're living examples when we are new agents. No skill but energy and enthusiasm and we win. Or somebody that has lots of skill but no energy and enthusiasm, they'll lose every time. Lots of skill but no energy and enthusiasm results in no result. Lots of energy and enthusiasm but no skill, probably win. You guys get it? That's just how it works. I can't explain to you why. Don't, you know, try to doctor fill it. Just accept it for what it is. Next point, Jules. That's it. And the next point is number nine, self-discipline. Enforce self-discipline. Self-discipline is the process that ties together all of your efforts of controlling your mind, your personal initiative, your positive mental attitude, and controlling your enthusiasm. You see how he's tying all of his previous points together. Self-discipline makes you think before you act. The subconscious has access to all departments of the mind, but it is not under the control of any. If you don't discipline yourself, you are sure to be disciplined by others. Without self-discipline, you are as dangerous as a car running downhill without brakes or steering wheel. So put all of that together, right? It's, it's taking action on all of those previous points. And that leads to number 10, accurate thinking. He said, think accurately. Thoughts have power, are under your control, and can be used wisely or unwisely. Accurate thinkers accept no political, religious, or other type of thought, regardless of its source, until it's carefully analyzed. Accurate thinkers are the masters of their emotions. Accurate thought involves two fundamentals. First, you must separate facts from information. Second, you must separate facts into two classes, the important and the unimportant. Accurate thinkers allow no one to do their thinking for them. So you could apply that 
a lot of different places in real estate, but I think that mostly I see that coaching-wise when you guys are negotiating with each other and when you're doing lead follow-up and have a tendency to make up stories about what, quote, must be happening on the transaction. And I always remind agents, unless you have the facts, you're just making up stories. So remember Napoleon, when you're going through that, accurate thinking will guide your way. And I'm going to toss it back to you, Tim, because I've got to get ready for Premier, and I'll let you wrap up. Okay. So, guys, listen, uh, you want to get the book for free? Uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. All you have to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and uh, you will be entitled to a free mem uh, new member coaching call with one of our new member coaches. You'll be given that and five other books. And, uh, guys, listen, one of the books we're also going to give you is Real Estate Treasure Map. Make sure you read that right away, download it, print it off, fill it out. It's, it is your 2018 done-for-you business plan. You just have to basically do the work of filling it out. It's not that difficult, but it is for some of you the first time you'll have ever done a real business plan that takes you through the all the math, takes you through all the processes of figuring out exactly how many neat, uh, units you need to sell. It creates a marketing plan for you. It's very comprehensive, and it is our pleasure to give that to you guys away. Give that to you, I'm sorry, uh, for free. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you need me or Julie for anything, it's Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. So we're getting a lot of requests to uh, do speaking events, to do pod other people's podcasts, to do all kinds of different things. If you're interested in having Julie and I um, uh, speak to your audience, we are always interested in that. Just email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and um, someone will contact you back immediately with um, you know, probably a couple questions and then scheduling. All right? Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you guys on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.